Okay, before uh, uh, I say anything, let's have a word of prayer. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for the freedom of worship. Coming together as this is because Jesus is still holding up the forward of this planet. And the time that we have is for us to prepare and to make, be ready for your second coming. Give us today your presence. We need you to show us the way because we are feeble human beings. In just name we pray. Amen. Yeah, it's on. Okay. There we go. Okay. Happy Sabbath again. Okay, lift you up your Bibles. We have three slides. Two slides, so, we are going to start the Bible today. And this particular subject, the souls under the altar. The world at large, the world at large, accept that when somebody dies, they are straight to go to heaven. Their, their body may be on the grave, but their souls are in where? In heaven. Whether you go to the Protestant Sunday keepers, they believe the same. Whether you go to Islam, Islam is their main anchor. That when somebody dies, it's, it's, it's just that they die straight. They go to paradise. When you go to an Eastern religion, they believe on the same thing. They may differ that there is a group which is keeping Sunday. But they don't have a problem when keeping Sunday. But when it comes to the state of the dead, they all believe. You hear it, politicians are preaching it. You hear it on the parliament, they are preaching on it. They say, oh, somebody is dead. And now he's in heaven. I know you know the answer. But particularly today, I want to do this segment here, the souls under the altar. What does the Bible teach us about this particular subject? And how many of you have known people who are seminary Adventist and they left the church? How many? Everybody. I know some that when I was a boy they were in their 40s, in their 50s. And I know this one particular, he left, he went to the Pentecostal church. He never came back. He died I know another one who never attended the church. He was raised on Sunday Adventist family, but he finally decided just to live the way he wanted to live. And he hung up himself. So what I'm going to talk today is very vital. And we can only understand this particular subject if we understand the sanctuary message. And today, Kotal was very vital because he talked about the angel ascending from the east. And the angel who is ascending from the east, that having the seal of the living God, is an Adventist movement which are holding the law of God, particularly the Sabbath of the fourth commandment. That to fear God and give his glory is to keep 
the seventh day Sabbath, to acknowledge God as the creator of heaven and earth, that our lives are not of ourselves. We move when we breathe because there is a creator who created us. So if there is a creator who created us, we are his subject and he's the only one who is due for worship and nobody else. So today, I want us to go to the book of the first verse we are going to study today. I want us to go to the book of uh, Genesis chapter 4, verse 10. Genesis chapter 4, verse 10. Turn back. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And I want somebody to read it for me. That's why I didn't put any slide of the verse over there. I want us to read from the Bible. I want somebody to read from me. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. I'm, I'm going to come to you. I'll give you a verse to read. Mamad, read that for me. Chapter 2, verse 7. Verse and, 7. And the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the earth and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Okay. So a soul is a person. Somebody who is alive is a soul. That is the definition of the Bible. That your soul, I'm a soul. Okay? But somebody who is dead is a dead body. Okay, turn to me to Genesis chapter 3, verse 19. Mom, you, you wanted to, to read it, that one. I want you to, to read this one. Genesis chapter 3, verse 19. Read that for me. Genesis chapter 3, verse 19. Yes. In the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken, mm-hmm. for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. So God said, because you have broken my commandment, you will die. When you die, you return to the ground, because thou art what? Dust. So when the Bible speaks about souls under the altar, it speaks about people. The question we are having to unravel today, why does the Bible use the word souls? That is the question I want us to do. Because let me tell you something. Have you noticed that the state of the day has even creeped inside our people? Even in our church? People have, uh, have uh, a partial understanding of this issue. And it's quite a story. Now, this is the sanctuary. And if you look careful, how many altars we have here? We have two altars. We have an altar of burnt offering. And we have an altar of incense. Okay? Now, post that uh, uh, right there. Go to me to the book of Revelation, chapter, se- uh, uh, Revelation, chapter 6. The book of Revelation. Because that's where we are going to deal today with this particular subject. Okay. Revelation, chapter uh, 6. Revelation, chapter 6. I want somebody to start from verse 9. 
Because that's where we are going to read this segment, the soul under the earth. Who can do that? Revelation chapter 6, verse 9. I want somebody to start from there. We have to be today. And when he had opened the fifth seal, mm-hmm. I saw under the altar mm-hmm. the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Mm-hmm. Go to verse 10. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Mm-hmm. Verse 11. And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Thank you. So here we have something that John in his vision he see when the seal is opened there were souls under the altar. And these souls that are under the altar are crying, they're saying, how long does the Lord, will you avenge the blood of thy saints? Remember what we are talking today is the issue of the souls under the altar. Now, which altar we are talking here? Remember, this is an outer court here. And this is this planet, earthly. Okay? So the altar which the, 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 the fifth thing is talking is this altar here. The altar of sacrifice of the burnt offering. Once we know that this is the altar we are talking about, therefore the souls that are under the altar, they are not in heaven, they are on this planet over here. Now that begs a question. Does the dead alive today? The answer is no. How? Let's see what the Bible says. Because that's where the issue is today. People say, well, why does the Bible say that the soul under the altar? They say, how long God does thou? Okay? Now, let's come here. Because this is very vital to us as Seventh-day Adventists. Over here, we have 70 weeks. But I want us to talk from this particular here. AD 538 to AD 1798. What did happen here? It is a persecution of God's people. And here, the investigative judgment was not yet started. Here. The investigative judgment is start in 18 what? In 1844. This is very vital to us. Because people want answers on this very issue. So, these people that were murdered here, but they go even far from the time of Abel when he was murdered by his brother. These are souls under the earth. Why are they souls under the altar? Open to me. Open with me. In the book of 
Revelation 17, verse 6. And somebody will help me to read. Revelation 17, verse 6. Who want to read? Monica. Revelation 17, 6. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints uh-huh. and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. Uh-huh. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Thank you. So here, John is seeing a system that has persecuted God's people, murdered them. You know, I have a book at home which talks about the persecution of the Christian. And he took particularly on how the Roman system tried with all their power to destroy the Bible. Some of these things we cannot understand. Until one day the curtain will be removed. You know, I have some pictures of women, their children being smashed against the rock, so the women can give up their faith. So here what we are talking, John, he sees this particular system after 1798, John sees the system that has been murdering God's people. He sees it on the time of what? Investigative judgment. And in the investigative judgment, as God is looking the record of what has been taking place on this planet, when he looks at the recording which has been taken by the angels, it appears as if is taking place at the very time. <coughs> Let me say this again. When the investigative judgment is going in heaven, because what is going in heaven now is the investigative judgment of God's people. Are we together on that? Is not the wicked. The wicked judgment is coming on the executive what? Executive judgment. What is going on in heaven is God is looking how my people have been treated. How there have been, been people that have nobody to defend. Therefore, on the judgment time, the, the investigative judgment, when God is going through the record, it appears before God as if he's taking time at the very particular moment. So if somebody was murdered, a hundred years ago, God, when he looked to his name today, with the accurate record of the angels, it appears if he's taking place at the very time. And they are on the altar here. They are on the altar. Because though they were murdered in different places, they died trusting God. They put their life to God. So God accepted their dying as conquerors. So they are on this altar of sacrifice. Because though they died without any defense, yet God accepted their worship. That's why I don't say when he opened the fifth seal, I saw the soul under the altar. God's people appear here. When the record are being Checked by God in heaven, he sees as if at that particular moment somebody is being murdered. That's why the Bible uses the name the souls under the altar. Now, 
verse 11, it says, white robes were given to them. Let's go back to there, to the Revelation chapter 6. Revelation chapter 6. 11, and the white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servant also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Now, come to me to the book of uh, John. John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Jesus is speaking something that is very relevant for us today. John chapter 5. John chapter 5, verse 26. Who can read that? John chapter 5, verse 26. You want to read Monica? Okay. 26, 27, 28. 26. 26. For as the Father hath life in himself... So hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. And shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. So when Jesus comes, judgment is already been set. God knows which one go to this side. And we talk about two kinds of resurrection. The resurrection of the just, which is the first word. Resurrection. And the resurrection of the wicked, which is the second resurrection. So what is going on here? The, the investigative judgment in heaven. God is going through the record of how his people has been, been mistreated. And when the names appear, when God look at the record, it appears as somebody at, at that particular point is being murdered. That's how serious this issue is. And this should uh, tell us something. How careful and how prayerful should we be when we witness to somebody? Because that, the way on how people decide, it will make their eternal destiny. The way on how people react, when you give them books, or when you tell them something, it tells them, it shows what kind of decision they are making, because we can only make decision now when we are alive. Once you are dead, turn to me to the book of Second Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 10. 5. Verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he had done, whether it be good or bad. Judgment is taking place now for God's people. And we know that now is going on for the dead. We don't know when it will start for the living. How important are we 
as we are living this solemn moment of the day? That is the question. Because if today the name of Stephen appears in the books of heaven, and God sees as that now Stephen is being murdered for me, how serious is that? How serious is that? And some of us, all of us here, we know somebody who were in the church. Maybe now he's outside there. And you know that this person, if you don't change his way, you'll never make it. Because we have to cooperate on the salvation. We have to cooperate with God. We have to be willingly to listen to the voice of God. And this is what I've come to see in my life that scared me. That God created us and gave us freedom to choose. And he will never interfere with your freedom if you don't want him. But one day, he will make our choice to stand even if we are going to be lost eternally. And this is the message that is not known outside there. That God has given us free. He has given us life and he has blessed us with the blessings. But he will never force me to come and worship. He will never force me to keep the, the, the Sabbath. He will never force me to pray. If I'm willing, he's willing to help me, to bless me with that. And this, give me to ask you another question. How many often are we praying in our house? We have to come and worship together. We come here on Saturdays. I'm about to stop preaching now. But do you know what I'm talking here will not make any effect if there is no personal effort to pray and to, have to ask him for the power of the Holy Spirit? Salvation is individual. And God requires us to show a certain responsibility to pray and to seek for help. Now, turn to the book of Revelation chapter 18. Revelation 18, verse 24. Somebody should let me to read that. Revelation chapter 18, verse 24. Yes, brother, brother Gregor. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and of the saints mm -hmm. and of all that were slain upon the earth. Right. So, this takes place right now. Let's be clear. The judgment, the investigative judgment in heaven is going on for God's people. And when God looked in the record, he see that his people on the courtyard here, on the outer court, which is this planet, had been murdered. Because of their faithfulness and their fidelity to God, they are on this altar over here. God, which means on this altar, God accepted their death, though they died without any defender. And because of their fidelity, they died as conquerors with Christ. And one day they will reign with, with Christ. And here, the one who is really supposed and who is who shed the blood of God's people is none other system, but a satanic system. And this system is the Roman system. There is no another system that can fit over. This is the system that has murdered people for centuries. 
And this is the system today that pushes for Sunday sacraments. It pushes for the immortality of the soul. It pushes this planet for all this other stuff which you know. I don't want to tell you what is going on. You see things which are going around? Everything seems to fall apart. The system that is destroying God's system. Now, today, Kotal, we learn something very important. There is only what? Two sides. There is no three sides. There is only two sides. And there is only two resurrection. And there is only two group of people. Either you are on the side of Prince Emmanuel. People who proclaim the truth. People who proclaim the fourth commandment. People who proclaim the, the seal of the, of the living God. Or you are on the side of the beast. People who are willing to do whatever it takes in order to live a peaceful life on this planet. Now, before I close, I want us to close with this verse. Ecclesiastes 12. You know this verse. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 12. And 13 and verse 14. Who want to read that? Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. And, okay, Lenny. Verse 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for mm -hmm. this is the whole duty of man. 14. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. This is something that today, as I'm about to close this subject, our action, what we do daily, and how we live daily, is going down through the history. And today there is a comment which, which was mentioned here, with somebody that was very vital. People out there, they think that God will transform people when Jesus is here. And most of us, we know that the people out there, that's what they believe, that, oh, uh, it's not a problem. Let me just live the way I live. When God comes, he'll transform me. But transformation takes place where? Now. Throwing sin aside takes place? Now. When Jesus comes, the curse already of each individual is already been set up. Now, the final assignment which I want us to take note of. Go and read the Great Controversy, chapter 4. They were dense. If you want to see what I've been talking here today, Great Controversy, this book, chapter 4, they were dense. These people, what they went through because of the truth and how they stood up and God accepted their worship that's where they are the souls under the altar. Not that they are alive, no. As the judgment is taking place in heaven today, if people who died in the 1500s, their names appear, God look at, the, at them as though now they have been murdered by the persecutor. May God bless us. In Jesus' name, amen.